Hello everyone and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. On today's episode, I'm joined by Tyler Pleewey and Mickey Kahn to discuss the 2004 movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. The first Harry Potter movie on the pod. Took a while, thought we'd get into it with what I believe to be the best Harry Potter movie. And we'll obviously talk about that in the pod. Um, so yeah, Harry Potter movie. Let's do it. I suspect what you fear the most is fear itself. Cue the music. All right, we're back with another episode of What's in the Pod, joined by Tyler and Mickey. Welcome to Harry Potter, boys. Thank you, thank you. I feel like it's the time is right to do a Harry Potter movie. Like You're thirty due. episodes, I think we're due for a Harry Potter because Harry Potter is this own little world, mm-hmm. like cult following world thing, and I feel like it's time to discuss. True, because we're gonna talk about Prisoner of Azkaban, but we're gonna talk about the whole it's the whole world. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. We're because we're Marvel heads. We haven't shown a lot of love to the to the Potter heads and the. <laughs> The big Harry Potter fans yet. Yeah. This will yeah. be, be good. Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give the basic background, and then we'll get into it. All right, boys? Let's do it. Go for it. Prisoner of Azkaban was released on June 4th, 2004. Harry, Ron, and Hermione return to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry for their third year of study, where they delve into the mystery surrounding an escaped prisoner who poses a dangerous threat to the young wizard. Written by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Starring Daniel Radcliffe. Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, David Thewlis, Alan Rickman, Tom Felton, Michelle Gambon, Maggie Smith, and Gary Oldman. It cost $130 million to make and made $769.2 million at the box office. God damn! Nominated for two Oscars, Best Original Score and Best Visual Effects, and lost for both. So, I'm going to open up to the broad questions. I'm gonna ask Mickey first. Describe. I don't. I don't want. I know necessarily not Prisoner of Azkaban, but describe to me what it was like the first time you dove into the Harry Potter world. I've been in the Harry Potter world ever since I was like four years old. Well, what do you remember like, when you were four? So these are like. This was this was like one of the building blocks of reading in my childhood. Like I was I was reading novels like pretty early, and like I watch. This was big with my family. Like, me and my mom used to read the books together. Like, we would watch this movie together, and I'm definitely going to bring up some of the things that she had to say uh, throughout the pod. But she tells me, like, just watching this movie with her and her telling me stories, like, yeah, I used to take you and your little sister, like, to the park, and you would read your book, or you would go play, and I would read Harry Potter, or you would read it for your sister. I got, like, hella, hella memories of, like, me reading, like, Harry Potter to my baby sister. Like, it's, this is definitely a big part of my life. I've been to, I've been to Harry Potter movies in Harry Potter outfits. Like, I used to dress <laughs> up like a Hogwarts kid, like, for the movies. and what a nerd. To this day... <laughs> One of the coolest movie experiences of my life. The first time I ever went to a movie theater and people, like, applauded for it. I saw 
the Deathly Hollows part one in Paris. And it was like Ooh. one of the coolest, coolest experiences of my life. Like the Champs Elysees, like theater and like people, we saw it opening day and like people were like roaring after the movie. It was amazing. Hmm. Tyler, what was it like for you to delve into the to the world? Oh, it was amazing, man. Like you're a kid, right? Like, I mean, it was just surreal. Like, and like you're saying, like you dress up, you do all this, like you want to be Harry Potter or like you want to be Hermione Granger. Everybody's trying to figure out, out if they're a Gryffindor or a Slytherin or <laughs> yeah, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff or, or whatever, right? Yeah. So, love that. Uh, yeah, it was so fun as a kid to like watch these and it was like a new movie came out and you would have to rewatch like the other movies before watch and like i watched <laughs> these harry potter movies so many times because like the oh, new yeah. movie would come out you'd have to binge watch all the ones before it and like get your brain all refreshed and like get in like you know uh love those memories Bro, we're talking like cds like i i used oh. to have all of the dvds oh yeah oh yeah man uh, like I brought it up in, uh, was it The Departed, about uh, walking down to go rent movies. Yeah. And this is, like, one of those big memories where, like, we would walk to the movie store, Blockbuster or whatever, rent this movie, and, like, leading up to it, we would just binge watch the hell out of the other Harry Potters and then just be so excited to watch this exactly bro you go up as when you're a kid like you rent harry potter it's like this is gonna be a banger <laughs> i know and you're just like, yeah you're so stoked yeah uh super good memories i do remember this one giving me a lot of nightmares though when i was a kid this movie frightened this is a really like spooky movie oh, it was, like, it was also the first two are pretty like childish yeah. and like pretty yes. like gimmicky is... and shitty and like and then this is like whoa yeah this badass now like yeah. harry potter has real problems now it's not like yeah it's not like they start going off on their own and doing their own thing instead of like you know being babied almost i yeah. guess right i don't and this know is if like... you guys are giving like harry potter one and two enough credit here no like... like don't get me wrong they're great the second all, but... one's uh, sucks I hate no that. chamber of secrets is underrated like that's bro they there's a fight with a giant snake and shit yeah that's, like yeah. mortifying people like i mean that movie did scare me too a little bit because of the snake and stuff yeah and the walls and stuff that was the creepy. chamber of secrets yeah. was like nightmare fuel back yeah. in the day bro like, well like, this one all like like because it's like a very dark movie yes, like, yes. they're all they're, i guess all the harry potters are very but this dark, one specifically right? is like specifically, really dark very very dark and like yeah i mean i do remember watching i, I would like close my eyes because i was so scared like yeah. how old was i oh god i was In like 04? 10 maybe yeah yeah 12 so when like I the thing this, is like so Back just to Prisoner of Azkaban in, in, in general, like what what do you guys think this what do you think this is different and why does this one stand out or not stand out? Like I think it's the best Harry Potter, maybe you don't. I agree. Why do you think it stands out like out of the others? I think all well, for me, uh, is the maturity part of it. Like it's it's not like they're little like they're kids anymore. It's like they're more grown up and there's like more responsibility that they have and stuff, and it's not so much of like a children's movie, but it's also like turning into these more adult films i think personally and I, think, I, th I think it really like turned the corner and it was like these are grown-up movies now yeah. for goblet of fire mm, like mm -hmm. i think the next one was kind of where we had like the big step or like 
I think we went from like PG to PG thirteen in this movie, and then it was like, okay, people are gonna like start dying now. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when Cedric Diggory was murdered, it was like that changed the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like in the next movie, like this one. To answer your question, I suppose, like I think this isn't. I don't think this is the best Harry Potter story. I don't think it's the best Harry Potter book, but I do think it's the best movie. Yeah. And I think. You know, Gary Oldman plays a factor in that. Sirius Black is just like so cool. Yeah, like Professor Lupin, Lupin. Yes. sick in Professor this movie. Awesome. Like, yep. like I, it's it's like when we talk when I talk about MCU and I what I love about some of the MCU movies and what I like push for for the good MCU movies is if you just take it out of the MCU and it's just like its own. For example, if you take the Winter Soldier out, Captain America Winter Soldier, you take yep. it out, and it's just its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like this awesome spy movie, yep. essentially. I completely agree. And this movie, if you take it out of Harry Potter world and it's just its own movie, it's like a really, really good, well-thought-out kids movie. Like, it's a kids yes. movie. Yeah. And I agree with you that Goblet of Fire, it goes up a level, and Prisoner of Azkaban is still like a kid's Starting to transform. Starting to transform, yeah. but but not quite like Goblet of Fire. Not, but no. like still, like yeah. whether you're a kid or not, like this is a spooky movie. Like it, oh, yeah. it's really like freaky in Even, some scenes. Like, like watching it again, I was like, yeah, I like get these goosebumps. I and was I'm like, like, holy, holy crap. shit, this movie is legitimately giving me chills right now. I've seen yeah. this like a hundred times. I know. I was, I was I was in it, man. Yeah. yeah. Well. So how do you think this movie is going to remain relevant for, let's say, 20 years from now, where, you know, other phenomenons are going to start popping up, other books are going to be made to movies and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you think Harry Potter is going to... Oh, Harry Potter, like, in general, just has the lasting power. Like, yeah. there's no yeah. doubt in my mind about it as a franchise, as, like, its own entity. Like, it's I mean, it's here it's to huge. stay. It's it, Yeah, you... Yeah. There's rides. I, th- I feel like <laughs> this could be, like... May, this is... I'm reaching a little bit with this example, but I could see this as being like the Empire Strikes Back of uh, of Star Wars in the sense that this is just kind of the one that everybody kind of leans to and is like, oh, this is the one that's like a truly great film or like yeah. as people kind of gravitate towards when they talk about the quality of the best movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too is because it just doesn't have that iconic like no, I am your father. Like, there's no iconic line, really. Yeah, no. you know, like when I'm talking about the Brad Pitt word for quotes, like, like it's not like, as good as Empire Strikes Back. No, no, there's like two or three quotes I have written down. Like, it's not a very, it's not really quotable. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not. No, Harry yeah. Potter really yeah. isn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Agreed. So like, I've always, I've also always wondered why do you guys think that like, like Daniel Radcliffe. Never really, he's never really had that big of a career after Harry Potter. Rupert Grint doesn't do anything anymore. I feel like that's all child stars. But Emma Watson's figured it out. Uh huh. She's had a career. But what has she been in? Perks of Being a Wallflower. She's Belle and Beauty and the Beast. But she still does stuff. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Not to mention she's amazing and this is. But like Daniel does all these like weird. He's also a Broadway guy. Like yeah, he does some weird movies that like don't get like don't you feel he's been typecast as harry potter for that the rest too. of his life that, that like, too, yeah. like he is he's just harry like i don't but it's exactly. funny that like emma watson i still she's still an i don't always see her as hermione as much as i thought i would 
like when I watch Beauty and the Beast, for example, I was like, well, I'm going to watch this, and it's basically going to be Beauty and the Hermione. Or sorry, <laughs> yeah. or Hermione and the Beast. That's yeah. what it should be called. And and it wasn't. So she she found a way to be a, a good actor. And I've always wondered. Like, I know Rupert Grint's, like, totally done with acting. He has his own life and, like, whatever. But, yeah, I've always, I've always thought it was interesting that. But it's, like, even, like, Marvel, right? Thor, like, like Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans, you always were, are going to look at them now as, oh, that's Captain America. Or yeah, that's, that's hey, that's fair. Thor. Like, they just get these huge films like this and they just get, you know, and, and when there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. succession of movies, it's just like, that's now what you associate them to be with. And it's like, that's their role and, like, that's they can't play anything yeah, it's, else. It's the curse. It's the curse, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they were able to get for this movie in particular too like they were able to get Gary Oldman on board for this mm-hmm. who was like he at the time was a big deal he still is yeah. he's a big British actor like he is legit like when we're talking about these actors like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise they were good looking kids who went to an audition and like they kind of taught them how to act where like Gary Oldman and a lot of these British dudes were trained like they went to school for years and years and years and they're like actors like blood and gary oldman like i wish he was in it more like he's just so good in this I, he is like, i will he, he's really not in it i got like, so much he's gary in it for oldman. 15 yeah. minutes man i'd say less, less than, than that, that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a much more significant character later on in the yeah yes. series yeah mm-hmm. and serious black is like an awesome character throughout the series like is he written more in the books like is he is there like let's say let's say specifically in the order of the phoenix he's like a much more prominent character right. okay like in the books or yeah and the in movie the, as yeah. well yeah yes okay yeah so you guys have all read you both have read the whole series uh, i've never read the book i've, I've never read, read all of the books and seen all the movies i'm yeah. not like a huge super duper harry potter i am interested real quick if we can get nerdy about harry potter uh for the listeners which uh which house do you think you guys belong to where's the sorting hat putting you guys slytherin you're a slytherin probably i don't you're not saying that with like some serious like you have no idea probably like a hufflepuff maybe i don't know that's despicable you you gotta figure that out i do i think i'm slit i think i've been told i'm slytherin i've done the tests went to uh went to the harry potter like amusement park thing and they like sat down on the hat and the hat was literally like without a breathing slytherin i was like all right <laughs> sick <laughs> i i like i think i'm a I slytherin think, too i don't i don't know if you're a slytherin tyler yeah I, I guess I'm, you might be but like I, I don't know what i am i i think i'm like i wasn't always a slytherin in my and i've kind of matured into it i've grown into wouldn't doesn't everybody want to be like person. in uh gryffindor, gryffindor though because of obviously harry potter and all them being it like when I was growing up, that was the, like that I would want to be in that. Well, it's still a thing. It's I still think. a thing, obviously. Uh, but whether I fit in that, I don't know. Do I want to be in that? Yes. <laughs> 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 All right, let, let, let's let's park that. <laughs> All right, do you guys have anything else before we get into categories? No, let's get into let's, it. Let's, All right, let's take a quick it. break and we'll get into the categories. All right, we're back with the categories, starting with category one, the Mount Rushmore. But before that, um, at the break, Nikki did a long 
long, <coughs> grueling test for Tyler to see what house he would fit in. Um, and Tyler is a Gryffindor. I he was, was right. kind of right. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one annoying thing about doing those Harry Potter tests is they, like, take forever. I know. And they're, like, weird questions, man. Yeah, they're random. Like, yeah, super them, weird. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, but anyways, we'll get into Category 1, Mount Rushmore, Top 4 Scenes. I'll give my top four. You guys give your top four. We'll, we'll uh, go from there. First one for me is just like the first scene when they're at Hogwarts. I love those scenes all the time. When they're back at Hogwarts and like Dumbledore makes his like welcome back to school speech. And there's all the kids are in the main area or whatever you want. Lounge, cafeteria area. And they're all in those big benches. And they're all sitting there in their cloaks. And they're ready for school. And it's like I just love those scenes. And I yeah. love the... Yeah, it's a staple of Harry Potter. Yeah, it's There's a staple movie. Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite. Um, next is figuring out how to beat the Dementors with Lupin. Mm-hmm. So that's when Professor Lupin's helping out Neville as well, helping out Harry, and they're like, think of something when he's talking about. No, whoa, 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 whoa! That's different from. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, different. That's the Boggart. Not yeah, the yeah, my bad. I'm not thinking. Yeah. About, I'm thinking about a different scene. I'm thinking about the scene where it's just Harry and Lupin. Oh, okay. And they're in like Lupin's office. That's the scene I'm thinking about. Yes, sorry. Word. And also another shout out to I didn't put this down, but like I love all the <coughs> bless you. I love all of the one on one scenes with Harry and Lupin. Like I love when they're just like chatting and Lupin's talking to him about life yeah. and like yeah, I love those love scenes. That. Um, there's just those are a lot of moments. So um, when you meet Sirius Black for the first time, yeah, that scene is awesome. Which you, one? The when like physically meet him for the first like time. Like when he's a person, not when yeah. he's a dog. In, yeah, in uh, the shrieking shack or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one I have is like the time travel scene when they, when Hermione and Harry are going going yes. through behind every all their actions and stuff. That's really cool. Yes, I um, agree. Wow. Those are my top four. I have a completely different top four. I do too. That's oh. wild. I know. So we have twelve scenes we like. Okay. Well, you go first. Let's see. If okay. We have 12. So I actually have five. I put in another one okay. there just in case but uh the dementor scene on the train yes that was sick man that, yes that right now it's giving me chills that scene scared the living shit out of me okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's just let's take a second to talk about how great that scene is the special effects insane are nuts yes like absolutely ridiculous considering how bad they are in the first two movies and yes. then the third movie they're Dude, all of a sudden good the special yeah. effects in this whole movie okay well insane we'll get to that later yeah um uh and the music oh. in that scene bro so like I, there's so many layers to this shit oh, it's man. great at like every level yeah phenomenal scene oh my god uh the dementor is just terrifying like the cool closet uh or the the wardrobe where they open it up and it's like you're that and then it's like your scariest thing that they That's gotta the like bogger. The yeah. bo- is that the bogger yeah and then they're like uh ridiculous or yes yeah. like when uh, um like when snape comes out for yes yeah yeah for neville, neville. For neville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny uh, was that the scene you were saying as well? That's no, that's the scene I thought I was talking about. Oh, okay. But yeah. I, I do like that scene too. Okay. Uh, the night bus scene. Uh, yeah, or that's that whole at the very like, start. Yeah, when that's he's on one the of bus. my favorite scenes. Take it away, So funny. Um, when Hermione takes on uh, Draco, punches she punches him, in punches the face. him in the Gives face. Gives him a Batman punch. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but. And then the very uh, kind of end where uh, 
Harry uh, does his Patronus charm, like super powerful Patronus charm, mm-hmm. where uh, I just I love that scene. It's just like shows you the sheer power that Harry actually has as a wizard and like how strong he is, mm-hmm. and like you really just kind of like gives you this perspective like oh shit like he doesn't really realize like how strong he is and it's just like it kind of just sums it up real nice so those are there's five but yeah do you have, do you have different ones or you have most? i do we nice. have 10 categories for mount rushmore this is crazy i have two more um the very first scene in the movie where he turns Anne oh, marge yeah. into a balloon <laughs> and it's it's hilarious because like it's such fake love that like nobody in the house is really interested in saving aunt marge like at all like dudley (laughs) couldn't be bothered one bit yeah like the other aunt is doing nothing and like yeah and dudley like just lets her go (laughs) (laughs) sorry exactly it's oh and she's awful yeah she's horrible like it was that was such a great scene that was really awesome love to see harry stand up for himself like that and uh Maybe this, maybe it won't make Mount Rushmore because it's it might be too short to be its own scene, but the when Harry's in the corridor with uh, Marauder's map and he sees Peter Pettigrew, like the Peter Pettigrew hallway scene. Oh, that's scary. And then Snape comes up, and then Lupin comes up. That's a scene. That's that's big. That's yeah. That's also scary. There's tension in that scene, dude. Like yeah, that whole. Especially yo, especially you read the book. You know who Peter Pettigrew is, and you're watching this for the first time, and like, oh, yeah, it gives me chills, man. That scene too also really scared me. I yeah, like, had nightmares as a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Sick. Awesome. So what's your guys' favorite? Mine is and always will be the bus for stranded wizards. Yeah. That the shrunken head is a flamethrower. Like, <laughs> so oh funny. my god. <laughs> Take it away. Hey, why the long faces? <laughs> like, oh, man. Tyler? For me, it was the Dementor, the train Dementor yeah. uh, scene. Yeah. It's really like That's that. also an incredible scene. When you yeah. first meet, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, wait, the one on the bus, right? No, no, the train. Oh, the train. Yeah, so Lupin. you meet Lupin. Lupin, that's when you first meet Lupin yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite would be the time travel, I think. I like that one. I love that. Right on. All right, category two, what still works? Just the theme music and John Williams' oh, score yeah. is just He's just phenomenal. going crazy yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, through the whole series, he's phenomenal. Um, we talked about this. We kind of mentioned this. just like the first badass Harry Potter movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the first two are very just like, okay, like – we're, we're, we're putzing along we're learning who we are now we're just like now we're go mm-hmm. now we go this is a yeah like the this shows darkness of the wizarding world like there's actual problems going on in the world that we're living in and this is the movie that where we figure it out mm-hmm. like there's some characters in this movie who who can we trust who can we not trust who who can harry trust as a teacher like who's on his side as a teacher at hogwarts stuff like that it's really yep. cool um just the storytelling and the best standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Mentioned that. Um, I think it tells a really good story start to finish that has obviously it ties into the whole world and the whole Harry Potter universe, but I think the storytelling of this movie start to finish is excellent if you didn't have to attach it to Harry Potter, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, this is the only Harry Potter movie that Voldemort doesn't make an appearance in, right? 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty I think sure. So. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, he's not in this one. Yeah, no. Um, casting, it's just all, like Gary Oldman. You get all these great British actors, and then it's awesome. Like to get Gary Oldman for this movie, it's pretty cool. Yeah, true. Um, the visual effects, like looking good considering how shitty they are in the first two. <laughs> I, yeah. I had, so I had that one too. It's yeah. kind of amazing how many special effects have... I have a list here of stuff that's just aged beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like, it's awesome. Hogwarts trains, those are so cool. Like, I just want to go on one of those trains <laughs> that, like, takes you through wherever they're going yeah. to get to Hogwarts. is awesome. Uh, the Potter Lupin dialogue scenes, like, those are... We, I did mention that in Mount Rushmore. I love those moments in time because Harry's really really trusts Lupin mm-hmm. and really wants to figure this out um, that's cool and the stopping time like that stuff yep good little still works it's awesome those are all mine anything uh, you missed the I feel like this is the movie where you start to see like so they filmed the first two concurrently if I'm not mistaken. Like one after another? Yes. Or if they didn't film them at the same time, they filled them like very, very close together. And in this movie, I think you can start to see a little bit of chemistry between the younger cast. Like these these kids are they're like pretty starting bad actors to the work. Start. Like yes. yeah. they're starting to work with each other and like they're they're bringing they're bringing each other's strengths out and it's it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. They're starting to they're starting to get it now. It's like the yeah, the first two the acting's pretty bad for yeah, the kids. Yeah, they're just kind of figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got anything else, Todd? Um, no, you said a lot of it. Like, yeah, just like how it's starting to feel more like grown up and yeah. less kind of kiddish. Um, one thing I I really never actually noticed before, which is kind of weird, but like that foreshadowing, the subtle foreshadowing to like Lupin being a werewolf is like actually really well done mm-hmm. i thought uh like it's it's a good watch twice movie it is way, and yeah. then you're like oh shit like it really kind of points out that like he is a werewolf and i just yeah i really like that aspect to it yeah um so yeah that was it otherwise you summed it up really well i like the i also like the quotes i solemnly swear i'm up to no good and mischief manage yeah that was, like that's that's, dope. that's <laughs> yeah. very very dope all right category three is cringe moments just his family is always at the very start of every movie. His family is just so hard. It's always so hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. True. Um, I always like, okay, let's get through this part. Like, let's get him back to school. Yes. Yeah. That's let's same. go. Yeah. Let's get going. Uh, J.K. Rowling has not really aged very well. True. Yes. What she's been up to, so kind of tough. Um, the dude that plays Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. I can't remember his name but he's in other stuff and stuff like that he's just weird like I just hate his face yeah mm. he's it's a very so, punchable face well, he's, obviously he's good for Peter Pettigrew and like it's good but like I, every time he gets in it he gives me like the, oh man I, you're cringy to me <laughs> um and the last one I have is like the werewolf like Professor Lupin's werewolf is like it just looks really bad I'm in my opinion like when he turns into a werewolf and he's like long. Like the werewolf itself or like the transformation? The werewolf itself. It just looks bad, I think. Okay. That's all one right. of the a knock on a visual effect, I guess. It looks bad. Yeah. Okay. Those are all my cringe moments. You guys got anything? Um, watching this with my mom over and over again, she like couldn't stop pointing out how fake Scabbers looked. Like the rat. 
and once I started paying attention to it, like it was just like I couldn't unsee it. I oh, was like, oh, I haven't noticed it. So sorry, I hate to do it to you, <laughs> the rest of the listeners, but like, it's true. There's some weird stuff going on there, and uh, honestly, aside, there's I have another little one, like, and it was Hermione throwing the Batman punch, and what I mean by a Batman punch it is looked, like yeah. Adam West and like the old school Batmans would like punch a bad guy and his fist would be like two feet away from the guy's face and he would like dive and there would be like a big pow effect or something like and it just looks so like silly and Her stupid and like punch looks so like weird hermione hermione punches draco and it honestly looks like she misses him by a foot yeah. and draco still goes down and it's just like that's such a batman punch but i fucking hate that they had to bring time travel into this movie like i have so really? many problems really? yes i have so many problems with implementing time travel as a plot device in anything what a plot hole let that come alone with it. exactly yeah. it really detracts from the storytelling and for it to happen in harry potter as well yeah like rick and morty is a very how do i say this i want to like it's an intelligent show. Can I just say it's an intelligent show? Yep. And Rick, as a character, is still very, very self-aware that, like, we're never, ever touching time travel. And, like, time travel is just, like, it just fucks everything up. You're and, saying like, Back to the Future is a bad movie? No, I'm not saying Back to the Future is a bad movie. I'm saying for the purposes <laughs> of this movie. Whoa, that really took a The time travel <laughs> it's like, should we, I, I was going to wait until What's Up With That to really get into it. Sure. But we could do it now. Yeah. Let's wait to what's up with that. Right, yeah, because yeah. I got a couple that kind of go with the, what okay, you're thinking yeah. as well. So. But I, I cringe whenever the time turner gets taken out. I'm right. going to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. Um, for me, sometimes it's like the like the acting. I know they're kids. Like, yeah, they're pretty bad. They're sometimes. pretty bad still. And like there's moments where I'm just like, ugh. Like, <laughs> the delivery <laughs> on that was horrible. <laughs> like, just, uh, um, But, yeah, it's one of those things you can't mm-hmm. really like nitpick it too much because yeah. it's like they are kids but yeah all right category four who is the most dateable person and why so it's kind of the kids are kind of out of the question because they're kids agreed. <laughs> agreed can we look at them as adults now? like, <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Doesn't matter how fine Emma Watson is today. Okay, okay yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but like when I watched this movie, she was like the same age as me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like... yeah, no. <laughs> so my nominee, I guess I just kind of had Lupin down. Lupin. Aside from, I guess is it. He is a werewolf. He's a werewolf. I don't want to date a werewolf. Bro. But I, as a as a human being, when he's when it's not dark out, he's good. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. But other than that, there I couldn't really find anyone else in this movie who was really dateable because it's a lot about the kids and their yeah. kids. So, yeah. you guys have anyone else to put down? Uh, Hagrid. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Hagrid. Yeah, Hagrid's awesome. He's a really genuine guy. Do you think McGonagall like, would be cool to date? McGonagall. McGonagall. Yeah. No. Would she be fun? I don't know if she'd be fun. Like I, uh, there's a case for McGonagall to be fun. She's kind of like mom. She's kind of like the most mom character. Yeah, she kind of is. But you know who else is a mom character that I would totally date if anything happened to her partner? <laughs> Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, one of my like a very very good friend of mine like 
his mom just reminds me of Mrs. Weasley. She's just such a sweetheart, and, like, she loves, like, him and all of his friends so much, takes care of people. Like, I, not that I'm trying to date my friend's mom or anything, but, like, <laughs> I just, like, there's so much love for those moms, you know, who, like, who mom other people too and you know it's she's <laughs> mrs weasley is just a great character and i love her i want to shout her out right now okay so, so we're dating mrs weasley <laughs> <laughs> i think what i think hagrid is probably the favorite and i also want to give an honorable mention to buckbeak because who wouldn't want buckbeak as like a pet you know just yeah like straight up yeah 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 he's, he's sick he's um, a good judge of characters like, like true dog. Doesn't, true does yeah. like draco likes harry yeah mm-hmm. So likes Hermione. All about respect too with him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like serious. Yeah. yeah. All right. Category five is what's up with that? Where we talk about plot holes and any questions we have about the movie. Um, I don't know why just why they have to make everybody in Harry's family so horrible, aside from like obviously his parents. Yeah. But like why? Why can't they make at least some family member of his like him? I just I've always wondered that. Like it's it. It's, I don't know. It's, it's like almost the first 10 minutes of every Harry Potter movie. It's like, all right, let's move on. Let's just get to get to Hogwarts. Yep. So. Okay. What's up with that? Have you guys ever played uh, Human Quidditch before? Nope. No. So. I've seen it. Though. I've played. We play it at service a lot as like my job as a summer camp counselor. We play it like quite a bit. Kids and we, like it. The kids like it. It's really confusing. Like it's hard to play. Um, they always forget that they have to like carry the broom. Oh. <laughs> they have to carry it through their legs while they're running. Wait, no, I have played this before. I have played. Like, there's a Quidditch, Quidditch club in Edmonton. Like, there's yeah. a legit team. Yeah. And we did a field trip where we brought in these Quidditch dudes, and they're like these Australian. These dudes are jacked up, man, because it's like wow. full contact. <laughs> and they showed us like we did drills, Quidditch drills. Like we split up into like these three groups and we did a bunch of drills and then we played like legit quidditch while they officiated and they told us the rules like so yeah the rule so halfway so how they play quidditch tournaments is there's three teams at a tournament so there's let's say the three us of us are on different teams and mickey and tyler your teams are playing at the halfway mark of the match so at like 30 minutes into the match a player from the third team who's not playing is the uh, what's the thing that the seekers are trying to get? The snitch. Like the snitch is a snitch, and they wear it around their waist. It's like a little tennis ball, and they wear it around their waist, and they just run around for thirty minutes. And you, if you can catch the snitch off their back, then obviously it's game over. So it's really cool, yeah. Wow. Damn. And the person who is the snitch can like do anything they can to like not get caught. And only two people, like obviously one person on each team, is the people who are seeking it. So can you punch people? Start you punching can, people. No, you can. Up. It's like rugby rules. Like if someone has a certain Jesus. ball, you can like take them down and stuff like that. Holy crap! Jeez. Yeah. yeah, you can get like infractions and penalties and stuff. It's crazy. Whoa! It's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's cool to watch. Like I would never play it, but as um, a sport, uh, Quidditch has a lot of flaws and has a horrible scoring system. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. We can't, like, we have to address it. Yeah, what's up with that? I have some problems with the sport of Quidditch, but, you know, I don't really, I don't want to sound like a hater, so I guess we don't need to get that deep into it. <laughs> and the last one I have is, so my family has always associated Harry Potter as a Christmas movie. 
and they yes. love the vibes. Like it's a Christmas. It, I don't. Mm. I've always wondered why it's. If you want space, the channel space on a cable, like it's always playing on Christmas. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I thought that's. But like even when I was a kid, that? it's. We used to watch it always around Christmas time. Like yeah. always in winter, we would watch the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Always. I, is it because they came out? In December, usually is that no, when they would come out? But there's always Christmas scenes. Yeah, that Potter, too. Yeah, but they always they always mention Christmas and stuff. Right. Um, so that's, that's all my what's up with that. Let's okay. talk about time travel. Like, let's okay. go. Okay. All right. Let's talk about time travel. So here, I I got like a list. Should I? Should I? I'm just, just go for take it. it from the top. So you know how there's the scene where they're in the infirmary and they flip the time and whatever so they're flipping time yeah. and people are walking all the way through and like there's people going in and out of the hospital there's people that walk through them while yeah. they're time so if hermione is standing in a spot that somebody else is at at seven o'clock and she travels back in time into that spot at seven o'clock what happens She's Do inside they like, a person. She's inside a person. They just explode. <laughs> yeah. How has that never happened? She has been time-turning all semester. So now I need to take a logical leap of faith that Hermione is going to some certain spot to do time turning that nobody else is at and she only knows about. Which there aren't very many places like that in Hogwarts, for starters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let now let uh, let's go a little further with it. Let's say why Hermione never felt the need to time turn all the way back to when Voldemort was killed and just kill baby Voldemort. This is my thing, too. That's the whole, like, exactly. To Bro, add that's to the, that. Dude, we're talking about, like... Talking about what? Like, we're talking about time travel. Suspend, like, they say talk about that in Avengers, too. Like, why don't we just go back and kill baby Thanos? And they're like, well, come on. But well, no, there's like a decent, there's an, I mean, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but there's an explanation for it in Endgame. Like they need to go back to a certain spot, retrieve these things and yeah, like make it happen. Like yeah. in this movie, we just like blow completely past it. Like why Hermione is given a time travel device and she uses it to go to classes and stop the execution of a hippogriff. <laughs> Yeah, why? And that was she's my too whole smart thing. for that. She's got like probably one of the most powerful devices ever. Yeah, and she, a why is it just given to her? First of all, and, and where does she get it? From? Where does she even get it from? And why does she get it? And why? Like, why isn't she Voldemort? using it to give Malfoy wedgies every single day of the year? <laughs> and why isn't <laughs> yeah. she using it to, like, do literally anything, anything she could possibly want? And why? Make the world an infinitely better place. Right? And, like, and she's why? using it to get some more classes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you would think, like, somebody would be after this device, man. Because it's, like, such an yeah. insanely powerful device. Like, if yeah. they were that was in the hands of Voldemort... He'd fuck your day up, man. Yeah. He'd, he'd, the whole world. Like, the whole world would be just like, okay. In one, they could do it in five minutes. Like, okay, Voldemort takes over. Well, like, oh, time bad things okay. happen to wizards who meddle with time. It's like, okay, how about the wizard who saved us all from the era of Voldemort? Like, yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. For just, real? Yeah. Like, why doesn't she go back in time and fix some of the Chamber of Secrets stuff? Like... Exactly, man. For, like... To, 
somebody, please. Because she said she got it in her first year at, at Hogwarts. It was given to her by somebody. A prof, I think. A prof. In her first year. So that's already, like... Two years ago. Two years ago. She could have changed so much shit, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. Okay, all right. So anyway. Let, let, let's be done with the time travel, okay? Mm-hmm. I have another... Like, I have another big what's up with that. So, it's a little bit of a story. It was really, it was really bothering me. And I had to talk to some Potterheads in my life that kind of illuminated the way for me. I was very, for much of this movie, I was very, very confused as to what Sirius Black's reputation actually was. Because it's unclear how many people actually know why he's in Azkaban? Mm. Like, so this dude was just put into Azkaban and the public generally has no idea what crime he did, why he's there, like what he did to get there. And he's the second most feared wizard in the wizarding world for crimes that nobody understands. Like, what's what's the deal with that why is he so feared why do people like and some people fear him and then there's like like that lady like the the scene that really got me was the one at the bar that harry puts his like invisibility cloak on and kind of like sits in Mm -hmm. on the meeting like the lady who owns the bar is just like oh well why would sirius be here yeah like i'm not scared of him like what what business does he have coming here there's like what like the masses don't understand why so the explanation that i got most of the time when i have a question like this i would leave it open-ended to you guys and let you guys look stupid and whatnot (laughs) but what i understood is that voldemort's influence runs deep and this is not something that's covered in the movie it's really not covered all that much in the books it's it's really deep in the harry potter lore that like uh, there is Death Eater influence all around like the world and the Ministry of Magic and that's why it's so easy for Voldemort to come into power once he kind of like has his comeback so like that that brings me a question is like shouldn't that be clearer in the movie mm. like isn't that something that we yeah. should be that should be more present for the mm-hmm. viewer to take in yeah it it just feels like a do they weird... explain it in the books at all or like do they talk about it in the you books? know i don't i remember there being like certain elements of like suspicion mm-hmm. and like there were there were vibes that you could pick up on but like i never remember explicitly understanding that like oh the the death eater influence has been here this whole time like mm-hmm. that was never something that i was picking up on as i was reading the books canonically hmm Hmm. Yeah, what's up with that? To, like... No, no. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, and and to add to that, another thing that I said is like, why wait twelve years for Sirius to escape, and then on top of that, how does he even escape? Yeah, Azkaban yeah. being like the most. Yeah, why does he insane... just wait twelve years? Yeah, and it's like the most insane prison. Like, how do you just escape out of Azkaban? I, like, it's just like skipped over. Like, he's out, and yeah, I don't know just seemed weird like if he wanted to get out like he should have got out earlier like i don't know like I, it just seemed weird more anyway. on that later oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with freaks and geeks 
We're back with Category 6, Freaks and Geeks, where we completely nerd out with camera angles, weird quirks about the movie, etc., etc. Um, just like all the shots of Hogwarts, I think are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Facts. It just looks awesome. Yep. And it it's supposed to be an awesome, monstrous place, and they do a, it, they do it justice with the shots. And they always did. Yep. Yep. Uh, I always have loved the Draco, Harry character foils on each other i've always always loved the two of them and how they play off each other and how even tom felton was a, was originally supposed to be cast as harry potter mm-hmm. until they found radcliffe um and that's just cool that they're like okay hey, you're draco now like you're basically it's it's interesting because if if things go a different way like draco could very well be harry potter yep. he could be doing the same things that harry potter and harry potter could be doing the same things that draco's doing yeah, I've always thought that was really, really cool, and they do a good job in this movie as well. And he's barely really in this movie. Yeah, he, yeah, this isn't a yeah, huge Malfoy movie. No, 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 but I've always enjoyed that. And that's that's more the whole universe, not just this movie. Uh, I think the last shot of Sirius flying away on the hippogriff is a really cool shot, and flying into the not sunset, but into the dark and and, and going away. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, in order to acquaint himself with his three lead actors and actresses, director Alfonso Cuaron had each of them write an essay about their characters from a first-person point of view. Emma Watson, in true Hermione fashion, went a little overboard and wrote a 16-page essay. <laughs> Radcliffe, just like Harry, wrote a simple one-page summary, and Rupert Grint, like Ron, just didn't hand it in. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> A clause in director Alfonso Cuaron's contract forbid him from cursing in front of the kids on set. Wow. That's bullshit. (laughs) Sir Ian McKellen turned down the role of Dumbledore. Having appeared as Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings, he said, I'd had enough trouble living up to one legend. Two would be too much to hope for. Wow. He also stated it would have been inappropriate to take Richard Harris's role as the late actor has called McKellen a dreadful actor. No way. That's respect. Yeah. Holy, what a, what a gem, Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. Director Alfonso Cuaron had never read the Harry Potter novels, nor seen the first two movies when he was offered the job of director. It was Guillermo del Toro who convinced him, saying, don't be stupid, read them immediately. Wow. <laughs> uh, Alfonso Cuaron had the idea to have Harry, Ron, and Hermione wear everyday clothes more often than their Hogwarts uniforms in order to show more of the characters' personalities. He also gave the rest of the Hogwarts students permission to wear their uniforms any way they wanted to in order to bring a greater sense of realism to the wizard school. Hence, some of the students wear the uniforms very neatly, while others have the shirts and ties hanging out. Yeah, that was something. I like that. My yeah. mom was doing that the whole movie. Like, why is this one? Why is this guy's uniform all messed up? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. He was yeah. probably like a mainstay of the franchise yeah. and was like, oh, I always got to wear this stupid uniform all pristine. Like, Yeah. The last one I have is... Uh, J.K. Rowling said she got goosebumps when she saw several moments in this movie as they inadvertently referred to events in the final two books. She stated people are going to look back on the film and think that those were put in deliberately as clues. Wow. Yeah. Very Which cool. events? I don't know. She didn't say. I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure what she's referring to, actually, she, off the top of my head. She's probably referring to, like, really, really, really Oh, yeah. No, shit nobody knows it better than she does. Yeah, that's so, true. Those are all my freaks and geese. Guys, got anything else? Uh, I, I jotted down a really like interesting moment where like it was in 
uh, it was the scene leading up to uh, the introduction of Buckbeak that like all the students have their like that book you have to stroke the spine or whatever the one that like attacks you oh, yeah, yeah. and Neville forgets to and everybody's making fun of Neville and Malfoy calls him a mudblood which I thought is very interesting because Neville is actually a pure blood. Both his parents are wizards. Both of his parents are wizards. Neville actually is another character that has a lot of parallels with Harry. There was mm. actually like a theory rolling around before the last book came out that Harry wasn't actually the chosen one. Mm. Neville was. Because they're born one day apart. So they're like the birthday like goes in line with the prophecy. Both of their parents were killed on the same night by the same people. Yeah. And yeah, I thought this Malfoy is like, you know, the the story is very allegorical for like prejudice and racism and whatnot. And Malfoy doesn't like people that are mudbloods uh-huh. or like are mm-hmm. born of uh, muggle parents. So I thought it was very interesting that he mistakenly called Neville a mudblood. Yeah. Hmm. Tyler? Uh, I have one here. It's, uh, it's a shot. It's a camera shot where uh of the wardrobe where they like zoom in on the wardrobe mirror and then it's just mm. and then it it and then it's just like them like and then it's like the shot of yeah that, that is a cool shot it's a really kind of neat shot and uh i have no idea how they did that but in this one shot but look really really movie neat. magic yeah. movie magic man yeah. it looked really good though and really neat shot otherwise right. not nothing really much all right category seven is the brad pitt award for best quote i only really have two um Take it away, Ernie. Yeah. 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 Shrunken head. I I suspect what you fear the most is fear itself. Lupin says that to Harry. Um, I really like that quote. Those are the only two I could really think of. True. You You got any, Tyler? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's the... Spiders, the spiders, they want me to tap dance, and I don't want to tap dance. (laughs) You tell them, Ron. (laughs) Uh, That, and then this from uh, Dumbledore, which I I love this quote. Uh, A child's voice, however honest and true, is meaningless to those who've forgotten how to listen. Which is so true to even today's society. Dumbledore's got some bars, man. Fucking bars, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love that quote very relevant to today even Mm -hmm. but that that first one you're referring to like the the spiders like ron's nightmare like i feel like that's just like a chemistry scene like that's yeah like that's so well executed because these are just two guys that like the two actors that know each other so well at this point yeah know how to work off of one another you can just tell like right after that scene they probably just died oh they had that they had a blast (laughs) oh yeah um another shrunken head one the guys guys wide long face <laughs> <laughs> that was that was an awesome line uh i really giggled i had a i had a little chuckle when uh hermione is back in time and like they're hiding behind like themselves it's like the harry ron and hermione are hiding behind the pumpkins and harry and hermione are also hiding in the woods yeah. like from themselves yeah and the reason Hermione, like, almost gets caught is because she looks around and says, is that really what my hair looks like from the back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had a little chuckle. But my favorite Dumbledore quote was actually, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. 
Mm. Man, Dumbledore. Just bars. Just bars, an awesome, man. wise dude. Like, yeah. Love Dumbledore. Yeah. Let's go to category eight. This is the Blind Pig Award for the character you'd want to hang out with for one night and one night only. I had just like, I didn't have a specific name, but I said probably just like a prof would be kind of cool. Some sort of prophet at. Uh, Come on, at dude. Hogwarts. You gotta, like have, your teacher. You gotta have a prof that comes to mind. It's your teacher coming like through right there. Snape, maybe? I don't, like, Whoa. Snape would be no fun in the blind. <laughs> no. Any, None any, whatsoever. Any. Like they, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really think of like Hagrid. I want to hang out with longer. McGonagall. I don't even know if I want to hang out for a day. Same with Dumbledore. Longer. Like all these, a lot of characters are just longer. Hagrid I, would be sick at the blind pig. Yeah, but I yeah. also want to hang out with them at, the day after. That's valid. And valid. all and the rest of the characters are children. I got one for you. The bus conductor. The guy that like comes out and greets Harry and reads the little thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's hilarious. Yeah. Like we gotta. I want to take him to the blind bin. He'd be sick. Yeah. And uh, I'd be remiss. Shout out, mom. Love you, mom. Uh, my mom made me write down Professor Trelawney. That's who she would want to take to the blind pig. She's mm-hmm. the divination teacher, the one that did like the tea leaf readings. Oh, speaking of that. Sorry. She had some great scenes. She was like j- honorable mention for my uh, Mal Rushmore. Like she was awesome in this movie. Okay, but what was up with her? Like all of a sudden, just like when Harry went back upstairs, and she just had like this weird. So I don't thing normally going on like I don't what was normally that all about? say some things like I don't normally say things like this when it comes to movies, and it's I have a really hard time suspending my disbelief or whatever. But this was one time. Where it was really easy for me to just be like, she's the divination teacher. She is like the she doesn't wackiest, need a reason to. She yeah. is the wackiest person in that entire school, and then is full of wacky characters and people, and like this, she is the wackiest. Right. So like for, it's not a huge like leap for me to think that she just was overcome by some spirit and right. like had a had a transcendental experience where she just spoke words that weren't hers and like had no recollection of it. So that was that was easy for me. So shout out mom, Trelawney belongs in the discussion, but I'm gonna pick the bus conductor and he and I are gonna have a great time at the blind pig. Tyler? Yeah, uh this was hard for me. I I didn't really know who to pick because you're exactly right. I'd wanna hang out with them for more than just the night, yeah. right? But uh and, the, and then if you took some characters you'd go to jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh I don't know. I don't know who I would take. Yeah, Probably the bus conductor. I actually really like that. that. I didn't yeah. even think about that. So what about Fred and George? They're oh man, they're, they're freaking. They're, minor stuff, they're old enough. They're seventeen. They can they can they get, get into in. the blind pig, my bro. <laughs> <laughs> they let a fourteen year old in there, probably. Honestly, all right. Category nine <laughs> is the Al Pacino Award for overacting. Um, I just have like some of the kids are just maybe not overacting, I guess, but they're just not great. Mm. It's some, not any of the big three. Yeah. There's well, some dan- Okay, so give us examples. Like there's just some delivery lines with Radcliffe at there's a couple in the time travel you scene part. Yeah. Where he's I just, I just I'm just like, okay, like you're thirteen. Like I understand why you're not really like really hitting it right here. Yeah. You're well how are they thirteen, fourteen at the time when they were filming this? So. I think when they filmed yeah. this there they were fifteen playing thirteen year olds. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, like I understand why he's not, you know, hundred percent delivery on these lines, so 
Um, but for me, it's just more of the kids. All of the adults are great. It seemed rushed, man, almost with the kids. Like, they just did it in one take, and they're like, okay, good enough. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move yeah. on. I think if there's any kids that are, like, missing on the acting, I didn't think it was the big three. I would have thought it was, like, the Certain moments. I, I brought it up earlier with like, the cringe I would have thought Malfoy would have been a bigger culprit, honestly. Like yeah. the, oh, it's killed me! It's killed me! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it kind of says to his character though that he's just like a little true, little true. Bitch. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. But even like his little minions, I I don't I don't need to get too deep. For uh, my overacting, I had Professor Trelawney. Even though I don't know if it was overacting, she was just doing a lot. Like she was uh-huh. really going for the quirky, wacky, like yes. professor. You know, good for her. But if anybody overdid it on the adult side, I thought it was uh, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. 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 True that. He, yeah. It's a good one. I don't even know why I didn't. I hate him. I don't know why I didn't write him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I also had, uh, like, Harry's uh, godparents or whatever the at the beginning. His aunt uh, and uncle. His aunt and uncle. And then... His, god, his godfather's See, like, serious black. What, who are they? His yeah, they're his aunt and uncle. Or whatever. No, and they, then uh, his the other aunt. The, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zag with you on that one. That's like, I think they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. For the yeah, they just the piss story. me off, man. Like, that's, I just, that's what uh, they're supposed to do. I man. know, I know. That's their whole point. But like, yeah, the Dursleys just... Yeah. Like, Pettigrew, like, I just feel like he comes out of being a rat and he's just so extra like it's not yeah. like it's not yeah. just like the physical acting of being a rat like he is literally a rat like he is <laughs> like, trying to sell departed out over here whoever he can. yes exactly <laughs> like that was just a little too over the top yeah. for me yeah so i'm gonna give him the award okay let's go to category 10 this is the mclovin award for the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time under 15 10 to 15 minutes here are my one, two, three, four, five, six nominees. Yeah, I was. So yeah, I just want to say that Harry Potter movies are great for this. Yeah. There's so many like little characters that don't really have too much time to shine, and they just like scene stealers. Yes, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, Hagrid. Yep. Professor Snape. Yep. Draco Malfoy, the Weasley brothers. Yeah. Fred and George. Fred and George. Yep. yep. And I had and Sirius Black, who I think wins. Carrie Oldman wins. Wow, I didn't have Sirius Black because I thought he was just too significant of a character. Well, to, to he be is a significant role. character, but he's literally in it for like ten to fifteen. Damn. Minutes. Like that... I think Lupin. I love Lupin. Lupin's awesome in this movie. I think aside from the big three kids, he's like the next best character in the movie. But he's all he's in it for like a long okay. time. But I think Sirius Black is wins this award pretty easily. Just had to give shoutouts to all the other characters. Right. Uh, how about how about Dumbledore? I had him as well. As That's like, a good one. He's like he's, he's barely in the movie at barely all. Barely as well. And yeah. I thought he was just unreal. That like, is a good thing about Harry Potter is they like they show so many characters and they and they all show who they are and like, like yeah. McGonagall's in this movie. She, this is not a really a McGonagall movie. She's in the movie for like two minutes. Yeah. Not yeah. Even. Maybe like a couple twenty seconds, lines. man. Yeah. yeah. Only like a couple. And lines, you're like, okay, yeah. I, I'm, I, I see you. I can know who you are. I still know who you are. Like you're McGonagall. You're yeah. like. You're probably, aside from Dumbledore, the second most important person here. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I love about the Harry Potter movies. I was like, there's a lot of movies, and, like, each movie builds on these characters differently. So, like, the next, you know, movie, they don't need to have it as much. But you know you're very, like, that person. And it's also the presence of mind to be like, you know what? Dumbledore is one of the best characters we got. 
He's an absolute staple of the franchise, but we don't need a bunch of Dumbledore in this movie, and we You're don't right. need like a bunch of we don't need a bunch of Hagrid in this movie. We don't need either, Harry like. going to Dumbledore or Hagrid for help. Yeah, yeah, that's usually where you get those two guys in the scenes is like Harry or any of the big three going to them for help, or they're getting trouble or something. Yeah, yeah, and so, that just makes a movie like the Half Blood Prince, where like Dumbledore is such a predominant character mm. in the movie, all, all the more better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's I think it's Gary Oldman. You guys agree? I I agree with you. I, you know what I I can't bring myself because I think uh, he's deserving of other awards. But I do real quick want to shout out some other honorable mentions, like people that I think there's a, a couple roles that deserve honorable mentions. Like you have a, like uh-huh. a legit list, and it hurts me that you left off the bus conductor. It hurts me that you left off the shrunken head, man. The shrunken head. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. You can damn near name this award after the shrunken head. <laughs> uh, I also loved the hunchback servant. Like, the minister yeah. of magic servant. Like as, soon, like, as soon as he gets off the bus, there's yeah. that servant that's like yeah, pushing so Harry into the chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's, like, and he's like, uh, yeah, he's like <laughs> laughing, and then he stops laughing a little too fast. Like, he's. he's <laughs> He's definitely, like, in the mix. He's doing some stuff. And Professor Trelawney as well. Because you said Snape and Fred and George. Yeah. yeah so. Right. There's, yeah. a, like, it's there's a There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a great movie. Like, yeah. yeah we, got, we got some real McLovins here. Yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman. He's winning. Okay. I respect it. I'm giving mine to the shrunken head, but you do you. Okay. Category 11 is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time for somebody who has not seen this movie. Oh, for I me, can't wait for this. <laughs> for me, it's it's 20 years. Mm. If okay. you have not seen Harry Potter franchise, like, we're not even talking about people who love movies and stuff, like, love Harry Potter. People who just yeah. like to, I don't know, have a good time. Yep. Enjoy themselves in a little, like, you need to see this. And if you haven't seen this, you're fucked. Unless you're, like, <laughs> five years old. Yeah. So I'm talking... But like, if you're five, it's like, okay. We're getting ready. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're getting ready to buy six. In the next couple of years. This, yeah. You're going to clink, man. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 years for me. Straight okay. up. I love that. I, I had life. Wow. wow. But, but, but a life sentence is, what, Dude, 25 years? you suck at Electric chair. <laughs> Electric chair. A life sentence is, what, 25 years? Right? Oh, my God. Isn't that what a life sentence is? Well, I mean, Depends for the purposes on. of this podcast, I'm pretty sure a life sentence is 50 years. But oh, typically, okay. yes. Isn't it a life sentence typically 25 like 25 years? 25 to life. Okay, so yes. we'll go on the lower end, 25 to, to life. 25. Wow, you guys are Dude, you this guys movie are angry everywhere. Today. Dude, this movie, if you haven't it's so seen this. It's so easy to it's, just pop on, yeah. It's yeah. there. No, There's like, really I, books. I agree. There's I'm, all of this. No, like, I'm with you. Typically, like, I feel like most of the time I'm giving out harsher sentences. This time I'm doing 15 years with parole and the reason i say with parole is if you have seen harry potter movies or you read the books or you're familiar with the franchise and for whatever reason you just haven't gotten around to watching prisoner of azkaban i will grant you parole (laughs) like you you know what you can good behavior you you got you've made yourself a decent case i will grant you parole but if you like, if you have some beef with Harry Potter and like you just haven't seen any of the movies, fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm shocked. That was like the closest we've ever come to like <laughs> full agreement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Category twelve is scenes you wish you saw. 
I guess I wish I had seen a little serious black backstory of maybe a flashback to him and James Potter maybe at school when they're kids and and uh, Lily Potter like the three of them. Harry Potter as a whole seriously lacks that like flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. And like no, I mean like Sirius Black is such an important character. Oh yeah. Like we know nothing about his backstory. Like, yeah. So that's what I would, I would that's what I would throw in would be a little I'm surprised you haven't talked about length at all. <laughs> you mean length? <laughs> length? <laughs> okay, I think it's I think Everybody it's, uh, listening just press pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's mine. You guys's? Oh, I got a, I got one for sure. What about you, Tyler? Uh, no, uh, Ben pretty much said it. Yeah, serious black, like how he guys, came to be. Guys, guys, Hermione is a brilliant young woman, right? I want the scene where I think McGonagall, I think it is, gives her the time turner, and Hermione sits there and goes. What the fuck? You guys have had this this whole time? And Hermione just breaking down all of the logical fallacies and paradoxes that go along with time travel and just being incredulous and asking a million questions and just <laughs> being annoying. Being super annoying. And McGonagall's just like, fuck, kid. Just take it and go to all your classes. Like, that would have been a great scene. I feel robbed that that wasn't in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Category 13 is the elevator pitch, where we pitch each other a sequel or a prequel. So here's my sequel pitch. Okay. What? Yeah, sequel pitch. Okay, so here... I feel like it has to be a spin-off. No, no, I have a sequel pitch. All right, all right, all right. To Go just this it. movie. Okay. 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 Guys, here There is a sequel, but whatever. So, we have this movie. We bring back this everyone's same cast. We add... We're going to add a character... To, and now they're the big four. His name, like, we're gonna add Robert Pattinson. Oh, from like, the, the Goblet Cedric of Fire, like, right? From, yeah, like, and we're yeah. gonna name his character Cedric Diggory, and he's gonna die, and and all this stuff. Oh fuck oh, you! Fuck off, <laughs> this guy, this is get out of here. Waste my time, unbelievable. I have no elevator pitch because it's just like, and the spinoffs are already being done. Like, yeah, I have nothing. Yeah. I have nothing. This was a re- this is a really hard movie to do an elevator yeah, pitch so. for. Uh, I, my elevator pitch though is why let's make a movie of like, I want like nothing to do with Hogwarts. I don't want any of the kids in it. I want a serious black yeah. escape from Azkaban Yes, movie. that is yeah. exactly what I have as well. It's really? like an origin story. Almost. No, no, it's no? not an origin story. No, origin oh, stories okay. are played out and they're too easy for elevator pitches. Okay. This, I don't need, I don't need serious like before Azkaban. I want to li- it's in years. Azkaban. It's like Shawshank Redemption. But oh yeah but like gone. magic style. No yeah. we start the movie he's in prison. Gotcha. And he, he gets out. I want to know how he gets out. I want to know what Redemption of... with magic. <laughs> like, like, did, did Sirius make friends when he was in jail? Oh probably. Like who would he have made how friends do you think with? He got There's fucked up people in Azkaban man. There's, like, all of his encounters with Dementors. I bet you he would have, like, learned some things about himself, like, after being fucked up by Dementors after all that time. Yeah. yeah. That'd like, be a good one, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, I just also had another to add to that. Oh, How about a, like, so after he leaves on the the uh, bird thing. What is it called? Hippogriff. Hi- hippogriff. Hip- hypocrite. I would love to see like what he does in that time of because he's like part of uh, uh, 
the protect what are they called uh were they like uh him uh lupin and they're all like these wizards to fight against uh voldemort what are they called they don't have a, i don't think they have a name yeah like are you thinking of dumbledore's army like but that was no that was students that was students but they're uh like, like protectors or something the, yeah because like uh voldemort has his death eaters yeah. yeah and then these combat the death eaters right like oh, i'm, you know I'm not a big enough potterhead oh, okay just anyway guys. i would love to see like what he does in that time to be like because he's gone and where does he go like what is he doing in that time like maybe he he's like trying to track down voldemort or you're talking like, like what serious because serious black isn't in the goblet of fire but no you he's see in, him the, in the, the order of phoenix yes. so you want a movie where concurrent that, to the goblet of fire but it's just serious yeah and it's like what is he doing in that time okay frame cool. of, i could get behind that yeah you know i like yeah. my idea more but okay i uh, hey i it was i liked mine the best because it actually happened it was made because it's actually because uh, it wasn't your idea <laughs> but whatever category 14 is would you watch this as a broadway musical no, really? I, I don't think I would watch it. I think I think people would do it, and I think it could be done. Like, if you really tried, people would do it, and people would fucking see it. Yeah. Yes. I don't think I would, though. I think there really? is, though. I think there is some sort they've of... Tried, they, they, they've dabbled, because like, they've, they've done Spider-Man the musical, so like, yeah. they've dabbled in... Yeah. And I thought Potter's they did do something, like a play or something. I wrote... Harry Potter, I thought. Uh, well, The Cursed Child isn't actually a book. It's a script for a play. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh... For this category, I just wrote sure. Like I don't see why I wouldn't. Like I it feel would like, work. I feel like it would work, and yeah. I feel like if somebody asked me, it's like, oh hey, I have tickets to go see Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, the Broadway musical. I'd just be like, sure. Well, shit. Sick. Like fuck it, let's go. <laughs> I got a Saturday to kill. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, crank some beers. And yeah. Watch <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, that'd be cool. I want to see what they do for the Dementors. You know? Yeah. That'd be, that'd yeah. Be cool. Um, yeah. Category fifteen is the Schindler's List. To super bad rewatchability scale, with Schindler's List being a great movie I'll never see again, and Super Bad being a ten out of ten rewatchable. Where do you guys throw the Prisoner of Azkaban? I can't really categorize Prisoner Azkaban as just like a single thing. Like it's Harry like Potter? like I would say it'd be like the trilogy of Harry Potter because like I I don't just pick out the a trilogy? movie or the trilogy the the trilogy. The, 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 <laughs> the, uh, the movies like as a as a whole okay. I would categorize them as one because like I just can't pick one Harry Potter movie and not like just be like yeah okay okay no I'm, like, pu- I'm pushing you on this so are there other Harry Potter movies that are more rewatchable than The Prisoner of Azkaban I think they're all equally watchable like really I think that you have to watch them as a whole unit well no I think The Sorcerer's Stone is probably the least rewatchable honestly it's boring yes it's my least favorite of yes. the movies but, like, if I'm going to watch a Harry Potter movie, I'm going to be like, well, let's just, fuck it. Let's just start from the beginning, and let's just go through and watch all of Just them. watch eight in, like, two days or yeah, something. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Lame. That's, yeah. I, I just can't just say, I'm going to just watch Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh-huh. I, I can't just do that. Like, it's a great movie, but, like, it's, you know, it's Harry Potter, man. You just got to, like, I got a What's the Pod movie that I was going to link this to. Uh, Toy Story. Toy Story? Yep. Yeah. I think this is just as rewatchable as Toy Story. I think they have some very similar hmm. elements. It's a kid's movie that is very easily digestible for an adult. Uh-huh. And it, like, holds up very, very well. So, yeah. I On this on a scale from Superbad to Schindler's List, I'm going to give it a Toy Story. 
Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I probably have it like yeah, like a five, like four or five. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, mine mine is higher than a five. I don't I don't do numbers on the on the mm-hmm. rewatchability scale, but mine is higher than a five. It's it's. It's on hmm. the top half. I'm with cool. Ben. I, it's like a once a year, maybe. Like I, for whatever reason, maybe a little, for maybe me, a once less. a year is top half. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like if it if if it's like a four, then it's a movie that I'm I will watch, and I don't need to watch it again for like another two years, three years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you're kind of bringing it up. Like I don't know why, but it's always around Christmas time. I will watch the Harry Potter movies. I don't know why. Because they're on TV thing. all the time. Is that what? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, okay, let's, let's fire up Harry let's Potter. Up. Yeah. yeah. Nothing better to do, I guess, in the winter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <it> gets cold. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to category 16 is the MVP of the movie, whether that be an actor, an actress, a director, a screenplay, writer, cinematography, whatever. Here are my three nominees. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, Alfonso Cuaron, the director, and David... Euless, who played Professor Lupin. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm shocked by this. So the reason I didn't give the McLovin Award to Sirius Black was because I have him as the MVP of this movie. He's just not in it enough for me to give him an MVP. That's the only, He's literally in it for probably not even 10 minutes. The movie yeah. is just like building up to him I know. the whole time. That has and nothing to do with Gary Oldman being in the movie. It's about the writing. I think it yeah. has a lot to do with, like, how Gary Old... Well, no, I'm talking, like, the fact that the the movie as a whole, I guess, was able to deliver on, like, Sirius being as, like, even cooler than we could have possibly expected mm-hmm. on the first time watching. Mm-hmm. And, like, for him to be such an iconic character, like, I think he just, you know? And Gary Oldman... I fucking love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman has like it's a great performance. I'm I'm giving him the MVP. It's okay. his movie. Uh, I'm Alfonso Curon or Curon. Curon, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, I, I'm I'm gonna go for it. I think it's Cuaron. Because he's, he's he's Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think he absolutely killed it, man. He is the yeah. only movie he directed in the Harry Potter series, and it like stands out for that reason. True. And I love that. Yeah. I think I would go Alfonso as well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the directing has a lot to do. You know, he's 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 hoarding the kids. He's doing a lot. He's you know he's involved in the building up of Sirius Black because Gary Oldman isn't an, in it enough to, for him to just carry it himself. You have to build that. Someone has to do that. Yep. My little thing for Lupin's character or the actor who played Lupin. I just think he's. I don't know why. I just think he's really good in this movie, and he's a really safe spot for Harry. Yeah. And Harry doesn't have a lot of safe spots. Yeah. You can, as you, you know, you understand why he has a hard time opening up to adults. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he's never really had a really good adults in his life, and that so and the adults he's supposed to open up to aren't there. For, like his aunt and uncle, like fucking hate him. Stuff so stuff like that. Yeah. It's so. like the closest thing he has to like a father figure. Yeah, I feel because Dumbledore is more of a, I think more of a grandfather figure to him, and Hagrid is like a uncle friend yeah. figure to him, where Lupin is is kind of dad and daddying him. Yeah. So, anyways, but I Agreed. still I, I think it's Alfonso. So yeah. Okay. All right, boys. Well, we did it. We got the Harry Potter movie out. Maybe we'll do another one someday. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. So, 
I'll leave you the quote for the next movie. So here we go. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. All right, we'll see you next week. Peace.